Hello, podcast family. I hope your week is off to a great start. I'm coming off a very eventful week, a very productive week last week. I would like to thank everyone who uh, listened to the last episode and provided feedback uh, where I reviewed the book by Garland Vance, Getting Unbusy, Five Steps to Kill Busyness and Live with Purpose, Productivity, and Peace. Uh, Many of you reached out and said that it was right on time and that this is something that you are also experiencing in your life. Um, and found it to be very helpful as far as coming up with a strategy to combat busyness. Last Monday, I started off my week. I had the uh, opportunity to go out and speak to the health science class at Wayne County High School. Um, Twelve brilliant young women. Over half, I'm very impressed with over half of the class uh, wanted to uh, go to medical school and do many different types of medicine. I think the other half, about five or so, uh, wanted to go into nursing. Uh, so v- very motivated group of students. They asked excellent questions, uh, very thought-provoking questions, and we had a great time. And as I said, that I left motivated from just interacting with them, and it's a great way to get your week started. You know, this episode today, we'll be talking about dreams, but it's just really great timing because I really had something that kind of manifest, a dream that had been brewing for about a year and a half now to really manifest uh, this week, and I announced um, that I'll be helping with the um, training staff at Jackson State University uh, to take care of the Jackson State Tigers, um, their athletes this upcoming year. So I'm really excited about this opportunity. It's not only a great opportunity for myself, uh, but also for uh, the HBCU experience in general. And it's something that I feel is very important and really looking forward to this opportunity. So You're in for a treat today, to say the least. I have Dino Adams, uh, who is a former All-American track athlete at the University of Kansas, who is now taking that same energy and focus to teach others how to be motivated, both through his speaking and as a coach. So without further ado, we'll get into this episode and buckle up. Tonight we have Dino Adams. Uh, He is a four-time all-American former track athlete at the University of Kansas um, and now he's taking that same energy passion and motivation to becoming the number one motivational speaker in the world um, he has his own app he has a lot of products and I'm really excited to talk to him a young man who is on fire and uh, just put on your seatbelts because he's going to bring the energy tonight facts 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 welcome to the podcast yeah, I'm excited, honestly. Yo, I actually, it's funny because I have my own podcast and I'm not usually on other people's shows. So it's like, I love this energy, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Now, it's definitely different when you go from being the person who's normally asking the questions to people asking you questions. It's definitely a yeah. different thing. Yeah. All right. So first, let's start off with, tell us about where you grew up, you know, your family life and, you know, just kind of who you are as a person. Yeah, so um, I actually grew up in West Orange, New Jersey. Shout out West Orange. Um, So growing up, um, I could talk about my family was, okay, a lot of everyone in my family is very educated. Um, I was the one, the youngest of three children. Um, You know what I'm saying? Have my mother and my father in my life. We grew up very, very well um, in a nice neighborhood. And with a church background, um, but I was the youngest kid. So how I was raised was very well, but I would always try to push the boundaries of what wasn't in my household. Um, so for example, like going to parties, you know what I'm saying? Or, or certain events. Um, my brothers weren't really doing that. My brothers were in, um, the band, they were in honors program. I was like, I don't want to be in the honors program. Like, I want to just focus on sports. Like, I want to throw my own parties. And I was actually blessed that my parents were open to that because that is not at all how my first, my brothers were. So um, because they allowed me to be myself when it comes to dressing, anything that I wanted to do, um, like going out with my friends, I was able to explore and really figure out who I was. And I was always confident. Um, That's another thing. Like even me talking about it makes me realize my confidence can come from my household because there was never a time where 
I would dye my hair like a crazy color, like pink. And I would walk downstairs and my mother would be like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. It would just be like, oh, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Anything, no matter what it was. So I was already hyped up before I left the house to where I didn't care about what anyone said. And that really developed me to influence a lot of people because I feel like when you influence, it's really only if you're only really able to influence when you're your true, your, your true self, at least at the highest type of influence. Um, so growing up, like I said, I was playing sports. Um, I was throwing parties. I had my own crew called HB, um, the hot boys, literally where it was me and my friends. Um, and we threw parties, you know what I'm saying? We did different things together. So I was like really involved in energetic at a young age. Um, which really helped me turn out to be who I am today. Feel me? Yeah, yeah. So interesting what you said because it, when you were saying that you were definitely comfortable in your own skin, right? Which is yeah. not what is the norm for a high school athlete or for a high school kid in general. You know, a lot of times in high school, people are looking around to what other people are doing and trying to fit into that. But like you said, you were kind of the free spirit, just doing your own thing, and your parents actually allowed you to do that. Yeah. And you know, the thing with that is what I'm realizing when you say that is a lot of people want to be, want to be happy, but fit, but they want to be happy, but have other people accept them at the same time and not even have other people accept them. They want to fit into what other people are doing. You can't be yourself and be somebody else. So for example, if there's a guy who's fresh, like dressing was really how I showed myself the most, um, like when I tell you the way I used to dress was not anything fresh at all. It was just the most different. I went to school hoping that I would be the most different person at that school because it wasn't about I needed to be accepted by them. It was that I liked being different. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, I don't care if someone makes fun of me like that. I don't like. You know what I'm saying? They're only making fun of me because no one else dresses like that. So I feel like kids really need to get out of the mindset of thinking that you're going to be different and other people are going to hype that up because that's, that's not what's going to happen. When you're different, people are going to look differently to you. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to know that. And I knew that for sure. Now, that's excellent, man. That's excellent because if a lot of people embraced exactly that concept that you said, you know, we will have a lot less depression. We'll have a lot less suicide. We have a lot less bullying. Um, a lot of the problems that we have that we deal with, the real problems, would not be as, you know, immense and as widespread as they are. Yeah. Oh, uh, and even the thing about bullying, um, I feel like the only reason there is bullying <laughs> is because there's one-sided um, negativity. And, th and, and this is what I mean by that. If I go home to my brothers and I see my brother wearing something, I'm going to make fun of him like crazy. Like, and, and, but he is cool enough with doing the same thing back. So we don't see that's bullying. Me and my friends, when I was in high school, they would make fun of me to a point where it's like a normal person would be like, oh my gosh. But I would have the ability to do that back. And even if I didn't, I would be okay because I knew that they would let me do that back and it would never turn into physical. So I feel like bullying is really because that there isn't a fair exchange of expression, you know what I'm saying, between people. Some people express by making fun of people, like, you know what I'm saying? That is something. Other people express by positive things. So it's like, it's really not a fair exchange. So it, yeah, it could be changed. It could be less bullying, really. Yeah, I like that point. I like that point. So tell us about track. So, you know, you're a track athlete. Were you a track athlete from the beginning or did you play other sports or you um, know, how did that come about? So I started as the first sport I think I even played in third grade may have been like soccer. Like I did soccer once. I had to bring that up just because soccer is my favorite sport. Um, I was not good at it at all, though. It was probably one season I played. Basketball was my main sport growing up from third grade all the way to seventh grade. I don't want to say I ever thought about going to the NBA. I actually never, I don't even think I ever told someone I wanted to go to the NBA. Um, I just played basketball because that was in front of me. Honestly, I had a basketball hoop in my backyard and my brothers were playing that. So I was playing that. Um, 
I played flag football. I was really good at that, but never thought about going to the NFL. I played tackle football. Um, I never played on the field, really, but um, I never thought about going to the NFL. It was seventh grade year when I saw my brother, like, start running track, right? Um, and probably even sixth grade, my oldest brother, James, and I wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, the fact that he was even doing good. I just like watched him. So I was adapting to what my brothers were doing because I was just always at their events. There was nowhere else for me to go. My parents wanted to attract me. I'm there. So I'm watching him. So naturally I'm saying, I want to do that. So my brother actually got good and got recruited to SEC school, University of South Carolina. So I actually, before I got into high school, I actually got to go to University of South Carolina. I'm pretty sure on um, maybe one of his visits or when he went there, um, and, and, um, it was, it was a great experience seeing the track team and seeing how serious they were. Um, yeah, this was actually in high school. It wasn't before high school, but even with saying that my brother inspired me to do track. So eighth grade year or seventh grade year, one of those years I started track. Um, I did one of, I did one track meet and I won that track meet. From there, the high school coach was like, you are going to be my prize, literally. Like, I'm going to make sure you are the best. And from freshman year, they started training me. And I literally told myself, I'm going to go Division One and make it to the top and be on ESPN from jumping. In eighth grade year, I told myself I wasn't going to play basketball because I saw everyone from my school. Nobody was going D1. I saw people on ESPN and I said, I want to be on ESPN. Literally. I saw my parents watch ESPN and we're just watching ESPN all the time. I was like, I want to be on ESPN. So I literally started track and I wasn't even that good freshman, sophomore year, but I had so much potential and I just knew that I was going to be better than other people. Um, I never stressed freshman and sophomore year running track, even though I wasn't making it to state championships. I was just going through the motions, literally. Then junior year, I started to turn it up a little bit, doing extra practices by myself. My parents were getting me extra trainers in like hurdling, high jump. They started taking it more serious. So my life started to become track and field. It was the only sport I was doing. And like I said, my original vision from eighth grade was to make it to college. So think if you're an eighth grader and you have a goal and you're doing that goal, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, you're most likely going to continue to do it. So 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, I was straight track. I had, I wish I could show you my room. It was every single spot on the wall was a picture cut out of somebody running track and field literally because i was like i'm so invested into track and field that i need to make it to the top i i'm like i see the vision i know i can um so i started getting better junior year i still wasn't the top of the nation you know what i'm saying like for my in my head good is like top of the nation like in reality so i wasn't top of the nation junior year but i had so much potential and so much hope senior year before colleges could hit me up, before even colleges could hit me up, junior year, I was emailing every single coach in the nation, LSU, University of South Carolina, USC, Texas, Baylor, um, Texas A&M. I emailed 20 schools in Texas, um, every single school you can think of that was on ESPN. Coaches would hit me back, say, I like your video. You have potential. You need to jump further, right? So you were always a jumper. This was as a triple jumper or you were as a hurdler yeah. or what? So I did like hurdling, long jump, triple jump, and high jump. I ran the four by four too, but I, I was really just a jumper. Hurdler, I won states in actually as a hurdler my junior or senior year. Um, outdoor, um, I I won like state sectionals, not states. Um, um, indoor, I think I won state sectionals too. I don't know honestly. Hurdling was like whatever. Uh, high jump, long jump, triple jump, yeah. But yes. triple jump was my baby. Triple jump, I said I was. That's what I was getting recruited for. I told myself triple jump is what I want. You know what I'm saying? So you reversed the recruiting trend. So you didn't wait on coaches to come knocking on your door. You started sending out emails. Where'd you get that idea? Did somebody tell you to do that, or you just 
said, hey, I'm going to reach out to coaches? Um, maybe it could have came from my brother, but whatever I did, I did it to the extreme. I did it to the extreme where I like, I even have those coaches numbers still saved in my phone from my iCloud. I'm talking about the top D1 schools phone numbers. I was looking up, I was so addicted. Like, let me tell you like, okay, this is what made this happen. I would play video games with my brothers college football and and NBA and it would be like create my player mode and you would see how the player would go from like college and you could see all the college football the stadiums like everything that was happening I was like I need that experience I want that to be me so I realized okay I need to message schools literally because I need to know what I need to do to get there you know what I'm saying? So it could have idea could have came from my brother. Definitely, I'm not gonna say it didn't. I really don't know. But I started messaging schools literally, word for word. This is my video. I want to go to your school. You know what I'm saying? What do I have to do? Um, and I, I, I actually didn't say what do I have to do. So if you're watching this, don't say that. What do I have to do? I just explained and said that I want to go to your school, and they would respond and either say that. Um, they would never say they're not interested. They would either say that this is what I would have to do or um, this is where I could apply. Like they can't talk to me until August. So yeah, it, it was it was literally every day. When, just like a kid is on Instagram. I was looking up on my laptop, University of Texas, GPA, 3.5. Okay, population, boom. Okay, African-Americans, boom. Okay, now I got to take the SAT and get this score. So it wasn't just about athletics it was academics too and i'm not even the type of person to to really be serious about academics but when you're a top athlete you're 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 going to make sure you pass you're going to make sure you get a good enough gpa when you see university of texas is 3.5 when you see university of south carolina is 3.2 when you see you know what i'm saying it's probably not 3.2 probably like 3.7 but you're going to make sure your grades are right so i was looking up the schools to make sure i knew what I needed to do to get there before senior year. So I want that to be a lesson to all the young people listening, especially, you know, those who are aspiring to not only be an athlete in college, to go to a certain type of school, professional school, medical school, dental school, become a nurse, you know, go to law school. You need to know what it takes to get there. And you do not need to wait for somebody to come looking for you to reach out to say, look, I'm interested in your school. Actually, that's how, you know, the first time that I applied to orthopedic surgery, I didn't get in. The second time I did exactly what you're saying. I started sending out emails. This is who I am. I'm very interested in your program. I need to be a part of your program. You want to know something? I got recruited to the number one school in the nation because I sent out an email. Right. They might have never even heard number of Number one school. Yeah. they. I was ranked probably number like 14 in the nation, maybe number 20. And I got, I went on a, they paid for, they flew me out. Do you know the number two school didn't do that? The number three school, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 13, 14, 15. The number one school in the nation though flew me out because I, they saw my video. So yeah. that should be enough, a lesson. I wasn't even ranked in the top 10, so... Right. Now, but you you made yourself known to them, you know, and they're yeah. like, this kid is crazy enough to reach out to me. Let's bring them on. <laughs> Their job is to read emails and coach people. They have to read the emails. This is not like an option. They have to read the email because they have no idea what who it is. It could be ESPN emailing them. It could be professionals. They have no idea. So they have to read the emails. So no. they're going to read your email. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about how you go from New Jersey to Kansas. Um, so I was actually on visit at the number one school in the nation. And I was like, I really want to go here. Like the way the school was like, I already knew like the number one school in the nation, um, by the way, is Arkansas. Um, their jumpers are nasty, nasty. Like it's like the Alabama of jumps, no cap. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just had to put emphasis on that. Cause that's, that's the type of energy I was going there with. Like, okay. And then I was on my visit. Then um, I had an emotional recruiting trip, like crying, all that stuff. Like, so 
we get to the office and they're showing us national championships. All right, like I already know you had national championships. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's why I'm here. Then they say we can't offer you anything, right? And this is a thing that I really want to instill in people. I'm at the number one school in the nation. They tell me they can't offer me anything. I know I can be on the team. I know I can jump. I know I can get the uniform. I know I can be on ESPN. But at that moment, I was discouraged because I felt almost led on to, oh, this is hype. But yeah, go. You got to pay us now. You know what I'm saying? Um, I felt like I was led on. And at that moment, me being at the at number one school in the nation, I said, I'm going to be the number one jumper in the nation. So I'm not going here. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that night, my it was me and my mother in the hotel, and she was like, oh, so, like, we got, like, a call. I don't, I don't even know if it was in the hotel. I think it was in the hotel. Yeah, like, like, we got a call from one of my dad's best friends from University of Kansas, and they said, like, you could go out there when you get back. And I was like, okay. Flew back home to New Jersey. Had the Arkansas stuff on in school because, of course, I'm flexing right. like, uh, like, like, yeah, like number one school in the nation. Not telling people whether they they offered me or not, like, but it's just like that's what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be that kid. Like, yeah, I got flown out. Um, no one else in this state is getting flown out right. to the University of Arkansas. So, but I I knew at that point I, I probably wasn't going there. Um, I flew to University of Kansas. The week, the Sunday, I think, of me flying to University of Kansas, I seen a basketball game on ESPN. And I seen it, and I was like, oh, my. The, the, the guys that I seen who were playing, one of the point guards, like Wayne Selden, Frank Mason, I was like, I saw myself, you know what I'm saying, in, in their shoes. They were black, literally, black basketball players. They, they, it didn't seem like they were from there but they were there on ESPN. Right. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I flew to University of Kansas. I saw the track. I said, I got to come here. I said, I got to come here. It was, it was, it was literally like, like, I don't mean like, it was just like, I got to come here. And, and I don't even know if they offered me, they told me what they were going to pay me. Cause obviously they gave me scholarship, like right there. Um, but I just was like, I'm, I'm going to come here. I'm definitely coming here. Um, and I didn't even know what type of coaching they were going to do. All I was thinking of at that moment was I'm going to be on ESPN with the university of Kansas uniform on literally my dream is coming true. Is I'm living my dream right now. So you check that box off. Now, at what point did you say I'm going to be an All American? I'm going to be the top jumper in the country. Um, did you know that from day after, one you got started, or did that come after you had some early success? After well, okay. So when you first get into college, it's like they're nasty. Like they are very good. It's a whole different level. Freshman, sophomore year, I was at Big 12. So Big 12, obviously, the very big conference. I was competing with Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And I placed, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm all Big 12, triple jumper. When you get to D1 college at University of Kansas, that means nothing. And I realized that very quick. I realized that so quick. I realized that when I got eighth, I wasn't even that excited. I was excited when I got home, but I even knew that at that moment, people would congratulate me, but there were people who were jumpers who were getting first place on my team. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, okay. I don't know what I can necessarily do to get better, but um, I'm hoping that I can get better. Sophomore year, another time, basically placed in Big 12. I'm like, I don't know what I could do better. I'm hoping I could do better. Junior year, I moved in with the number one jumper in the nation. Her name is Sydney Conley. Her dad was the world record holder in the event that I do triple jump. Um, she was number one every time she oh, would Mike, jump. Mike Conley? Yeah, Mike Conley. Yeah, that's, yeah, Mike yeah. Conley. Um, so his daughter is who I, I roomed with. Um, it was me, her, um, and we were in a crib together, basically. 
her and another D1 basketball player who was a female. Um, and it was the athletic home. Like, they're, they were, I'm talking about, Sydney was number one in the nation. Everyone knew her. Her brother was in the NBA. The, like, the other female, like, I'm talking about, like, 300,000 followers on Instagram. Everyone knows her ESPN top point guard. Like, so I'm in a, I'm in a, in a, in a room full of people whose mindset is different and they invited me in. I don't know what it was. It could have been, they, they, they saw that I was so calm around them. I was I'm like, yo, what's up? What's, what's up? Yo, yo, yo. Oh my gosh. Like, and they felt like those type of people were the ones who would make it, you know what I'm saying? Who would be at the top because they felt like they were already there. I don't know what it was, but they literally invited me. The year I really met them, they let me stay with them. And I started practicing with Sydney Conley more because of that. She would do extra practices before um, even we got to start practicing with the coaches in September. It was one specific day that I will talk about for the rest of my life, literally. I, I remember this like it was yesterday. I know exactly where I was. I know exactly where she was standing. She was like, what are your goals for this year? I said, I want to make it to nationals. Literally, her response was, you're not going to make it to nationals. You know what my goal is? I want to win nationals. I know I'm going to make it to nationals. I'm not training to make it to nationals. What is that going to do for you? She said, you need to say right now, you are going to be at nationals. You know you're going to be at nationals. You're not training with me, like, you're not training with me to just make it to nationals. You know what we're going to do at nationals? This is what, like, you're going to have the fit at nationals. You're going to do this because she is the number one in the nation. So she's thinking, you're my roommate. You have to be with me in the camera. You have to, you're not going to be bad. What the heck? Yeah, like, man up. You're just going to make it. Right, so man up. <laughs> when she said that, and I'm hearing this from a female which, which I do say a lot of females, black women have inspired me. Like, it's ridiculous how strong-minded a lot of them are. She said that, and I was like, what the heck? Her mindset is stronger than mine right now. That's how good she is. That's how she's so good. From that point on, I said, I am going to make it a nationals. And I got even further, even telling other people and flexing on camera and showing extra practices and and making it so known to the world that what I was going to do, that it happened. And it was so close to where I almost didn't make nationals because I was like ranked like number 12 or 11, but I did. You know what I'm saying? And I Would didn't just make like it a national. You know what I'm saying? I did good there. So, Do you feel like you willed yourself into getting the nationals? You said, did I what? Did you will yourself into getting the nationals? Because yeah, you, yeah. you truly believed it. And you kept yeah, saying so, yeah. Not even that, though. It, it, it is that at first. But a lot of people could say, yes, I am going to make it to Nationals. But it has to be to a point where you are changed. Like, when you say that, you cannot now do the exact same things. You have to get to a level. You have to, you have to do so much more now, it's ridiculous. And you have to be ready for that. You have to want to do it. I wanted to do it so much. I would practice. I would love practicing three times a day. I knew how much better I was going to get. So it's like, you have to know, okay, I know I'm going to get this much better. That's why I'm doing it. If you don't think you're going to get better, then it's really harder for people to actually put the extra effort in. I knew that I was going to get better when I did extra practice. So that's why I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at what point did you, this was your junior year? Yeah, junior year is, um, junior year, I, I'll tell you, like, junior year, I don't even know what I placed in Big 12s. So it probably wasn't even that good, you know what I'm saying, compared to the, even the other years. It probably was better, maybe, but it still wasn't like, oh, you did this at Big 12s. But Nationals, I went to Nationals, and when I was standing there at Texas A&M, looking into the stands, I was like, this is exactly what I trained for. I can't see myself on camera, but I hope I look good, honestly. I can't see myself, but I hope I look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's indoor. And I remember the day before they come out with predictions for who they think is going to get top. And they didn't predict me to get top eight. And I looked at that. And I remember as a kid, like, you know, like I told you, I planned this when I was in seventh grade, eighth grade, 
me on ESPN. So this wasn't like, oh, I'm shocked. This was, I planned. I didn't plan though to get, to look online and see Dino's not going to be in that. He's not going to be a, a first team All-American. I didn't plan for that. Once I seen that, I said, oh, this is real. This is real. There, I'm here, but I, I said I was going to be here, but they don't actually even think I'm going to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told myself beginning of the season that I was going to be here. I told my my roommate I was going to be here. I made it here, but they don't think I'm actually going to do anything because I'm not supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? Right. I knew I was supposed to be there. So that day of triple jump, when I jumped, what I jumped, I don't even remember what it was, maybe like 52-6. Um, and I saw myself in fifth. I looked up and... It's a feeling when you see yourself like number five in the nation. It, I looked up and I and I saw the screen, and it's almost the feeling of, you know, you're this is this is exactly like, like you know, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. It's just God is revealing it to you now. You you like you you knew from beginning. I knew seventh, eighth grade. I knew freshman year. I knew like what was gonna happen. But this is revealing. I didn't know if I was going to get first, second, third, fourth. Like, it's like fifth, boom, All-American, first team, junior year. So it was like, okay, it's on now. You know what I'm saying? So that, I mean, that's trust the process all the way, right? So yeah, you get little glimpses or you get little things that say you're heading in the right direction. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But it's still the faith that you have to have to keep moving forward, to keep reaching for that goal because, and then you say all of a sudden you look up and here it is, but it's from years of training, years of chasing. It wasn't just that one day that manifested your dream. Yeah, and that's what I actually take for the rest of my life. So it's like, even now, when I do even like doing influencer stuff, doing things with my app, I have an app right now. And I told myself, like, it's like, when I started my business, my thought was app, just like my thought was ESPN, but I wasn't saying ESPN in eighth grade. I wasn't, I wasn't drawing pictures of myself on ESPN, but I saw myself in ESPN. I saw myself on TV somehow, and then it happened. Same thing with business. I saw something with virtual, like something where my own community, something app-wise, and it happened. So it's like you... you what you see is what your dream is, but you have to be able to understand that you're going, that you one never know when that dream is going to be revealed to you one. And you have to be willing to go the rest of your life until it is. That's what I know. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. So now that you brought up the app, let's talk about your business, your app, your, your brand. Talk about the Dino show. Talk about the I am, you know. Yes. So um, track and field like ended because um, I literally just was like, I wanted I wanted to, um, I was getting attention on social media because I was on ESPN and stuff. And I was like, I want to just be an influencer now. So I had a company, I am Dino. I'm not saying I don't have it. It's still the company, but I created a company, I am Dino, that was based around who I was, whether I was going to eat somewhere where I was whether I was doing push-ups in Walmart whether I was driving a car I am Dino is who I am um and I created it as a clothing brand and I was getting support for that um and when I turned when I stopped track basically a lot of people started to ask me how I was getting so many influencer deals and it was just because I was I just I just wanted to do it so much like I I I never was taught how to market myself. I was never taught business. I was just, I just had the hunger to do it. Naturally talented. I feel like, I don't know, whatever. Either way, people were asking me for help. At that point, I was like, dang, people are asking me for help. I need to create an academy, a school for people to learn from me. I created that not knowing other people were doing this at all, like nothing at all. Literally just created it. and. I started to get paid from people wanting to be social media influencers. Um, I built that out for like a year and created the name Team I Am because I realized I have I Am Dino, but 
you're not Dino. You're actually I am whatever you want to be. You know what I'm saying? So instead of just having I am Dino, have team I am within I am Dino. I am Dino and I am the coach. I am the uh, management, but you are whoever you want to be. So that's why there's team I am. Um, and now it has turned into virtual dream and talent management, virtual dream and talent coaching. Um, some would say as well, same thing, really. Um, it's so interesting that you asked me about this app because everything that I dreamed of for my business is, is like kind of shifting this whole year because we started out, like I said, as an influencer academy, not saying we're not that now, but we have the app now. So I have my own, my own um, foundation, which helped me realize more of what I want to do, which is motivation first. I don't want someone to just come to me as like, I want to be an influencer. Like you could say you want to be an influencer, but you need to be motivated to be an influencer because that's how I am an influencer because I was motivated first. You're not going to be able to be an influencer if you're not motivated to the point that I am because you're going to break down when certain things happen. So I lead with motivation, which is why I say dream and talent management because you need to have the dream managed first and then the talent is whatever you are, whether you're a doctor, lawyer, artist, entrepreneur, actor, teacher, whatever it is. What I do is I basically create videos um, through my show, my own show, The Dino Show, you know what I'm saying? I create motivational, educational, and entertaining videos in order to coach people. I have private group chats that I send out information in daily in order to give people advice, in order to coach and manage people. I have meetings, private meetings and public meetings in order to coach people. So what I have done is I've created a way for me to virtually manage people through my app and every month, every year, um, just like Apple, just like Google, just like all of these tech companies, I'm trying to figure out how my technology could help somebody way better than it does right now. So what you see right now is not what it's going to be in four years, but right now it is popping. It's motivating. I have so many videos on there. I have so many clothing options in the store. I have I have literally courses on how to live your dream. I have a course on how to live your dreams that I created. And it's just amazing because I never created a course, but that was so easy to create because it's literally what I do every single day. Like, and, and I, now I know other people can know how I became an All-American because that's how I became an All-American. That's how I have this app right now. Literally what I put in there. It has nothing to do with marketing. It has nothing to do with me looking good. It has nothing to do with anything that's appearance. Um, it has to do with how I feel about myself, most likely. Like, like most of it is how I feel about myself, really. You know what I'm saying? You saw a little bit of it. It's, it's, it's mostly it's mostly like that, but it, it is it's what most people need in order to really make it further than one year with their business. You know what I'm saying? One year with their dream. So what's your goal? So you have this app, like you said, you have coaching, you have merchandise. But what are you really trying to push to the masses? What are you really trying to get a message that you're trying to get to people? So the the message is wake up and say I am. Um, wake up and chase your dreams and live your best life. My number one goal is to, um, I know you said number one motivational speaker, but we've actually switched that because I could be the number one motivational speaker and I could die and now it, I, it's not really too much there. What I want is the number one motivational virtual dream and talent coaching app um or just company in general um and i'm talking about there's so many ways that we could develop meaning like there's doing virtual reality you know what i'm saying there's there's going to be things that aren't even apps that people are doing where they can connect to me around the world i want it to where i am i, I want it to where just how a doctor could could um put something in your vein and guarantee you will not feel anything, I could give that with motivation and guarantee someone's going to be motivated. If you go to school right now, basically, you have to do that homework or you will not pass. In my app, you don't have to watch the videos. You don't have to necessarily message in the chat. You don't have to get on meeting. So with that being said, the motivation is there, but there, you could also up it up. So what I'm saying is I want it to where people can't get away from the motivation. That's why I have the tech service. You know what I'm saying? That's why I do other things outside of just the app to where 
it's motivation surrounded by you to where you have to try very hard to get away from it. So it's forcing people to be motivated. I want to force people to be motivated, like force them to motivate themselves. Cause it's like, you can't tell people to be motivated. You have to force them really. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, your energy, number one, your passion, your drive. Like you said, this is the same energy and drive that you had as a seventh, eighth grader when you said, I want to go to ESPN. I want to be the number one jumper in the country. And you're willing this stuff and you're making it happen. Now, uh, the mm-hmm. same energy you're pouring into this app and you're pouring into other people to motivate others, not just to say, look at me, I'm, you know, Dino, team I am. It's team I am, but it's to pull to move the masses, which is the beautiful part about it. Um, yeah. You're doing it at such a young age that, you know, the sky is literally the limit, you know? Yeah, I want to say something about that, too, because a lot of people would think, like, okay, le- like, I'm going to explain a lot at this point. I feel like I am selfish, but my company is not. And I want to explain that because I am selfish, meaning... I post myself. I make sure that I have my clothing. I make sure I look good. I make sure that, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm always, I'm always seen, um, things like that. I make sure that my career is positive. And a lot of people feel like they can't really be selfish. You could be selfish in your life with your company. It doesn't have to be selfish though. And there's a difference. Me personally, yes, I'm going to push myself out. I'm going to make sure I'm seen. You know what I'm saying? That's selfish decisions. I'm going to make sure that I'm not going somewhere when I'm not the face of it or I'm not getting any benefit of it. That's selfish. My company, though, is now when somebody asks me for help, okay, I'm not thinking about just my benefit. I'm thinking about both our benefits now. You know what I'm saying? So I want people to really know that, like, I'm the type of person I love myself. I literally, like, feel like I am the best, but in my company, I know that like, it's not necessarily about that. It's about really the other people and me running track and field. I didn't care about my team though at all. High school, college, like I, like I didn't care what other people did. I only cared about what I did literally. So I had to transition from only caring about my performance to now caring about other people's performance. You know what I'm saying? And I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? That's literally what I transitioned to and I put myself in. Um, but I actually enjoy it so much. I like that I can personally be selfish in my company. And um, you know what I'm saying? The name is I Am Dino. You know what I'm saying? But people are building from I Am Dino, from the fact that I'm pushing myself up. I like that I could feel like I'm getting the attention that, of course, that I, I love but other people feel like they're getting the same, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're also contributing, you know what I'm saying? That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, on Time Out with the Sports Doctor, this is your final timeout, right? So I want you, because motivation is not your problem, right? You can motivate yourself, you have self-confidence, but everybody's not blessed with that gift. So speak to the person, the young person, the old person, the professional, the college student who is sitting on a dream, who is sitting on talent, who does not have the self-confidence to put themselves out there to, to make that call to say, look, I'm coming, I want to work for you. I want to make this product. Speak to that person about why they need to get busy and why they need to believe in themselves. First, I'll give advice. And this will be so simple advice. And even if you don't do it all the way full, it still will help. I say, wake up and say, I am. And you don't need to know if you're trying to be a model, actor, artist, entrepreneur, athlete, teacher, or student. But you do know you want to be happy. You do know you want to be successful. You may know that you want to be rich or not. You may know that you want a nice car. You may know that you want a nice house. So what you need to do is write that down specifically and go into the mirror, just like I'm looking at myself right now, and say this, I am happy. I am healthy. I am strong. I am courageous. Even if you are crying, even if you're excited, even if you're feeling the worst, the point of you doing that is it it basically tricks your brain, okay? Now, 
like I said, you could not do this and you could not honestly be motivated. But I know that even if I'm feeling horrible, me saying this will trick my brain into making me work harder. Because when you tell yourself things, it's harder for you to disappoint yourself. Even if you disappointed yourself before, it is way harder. You need to say it every single day for multiple days. I've never heard somebody say they wake up and say affirmations and they're still not motivated. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's multiple ways to do these affirmations, but to start off, you want to tell yourself positive things. So let's just start with five. I am happy. I am healthy. I am strong. I am courageous. I am great, right? Those five things every day in the morning, boom, and then go throughout your day. About to go to sleep, say those things again. And what you'll realize is that you saying those things to yourself, you'll actually feel better after a while. This is one of the things that I have actually in my course, you know what I'm saying? Saying I am statements. Another thing that I would say is always listening to your favorite music. So a lot of times when we're feeling bad, we're actually not listening to positive music. We listen to sad music. And I don't know why anyone ever came up with that or made it a thing. Um, you want to listen to positive music all the time. And even when it's not even a hype moment, you know what I'm saying? When you're in party, you're excited, right? When you're in bed and you, want to, you don't want to get up, why don't you listen to party music? You know what I'm saying? We don't think of that often. We don't think of our, our alarm being a, a rapper or our alarm being a party song. You know what I'm saying? Because we want to wake up all calm and then go back to sleep. We don't want to be too energized when we wake up. You know what I'm saying? We want to have a choice whether we're energized. You have to force yourself, you know what I'm saying, to do everything that you want to do in life. That's why I say, like, force the motivation, force everything. Um... I force myself to be motivated by one, waking up and saying I am, like I said, also by um, listening to my favorite music every single day. The third thing is you want to be around people who are trying to do what you may want to do as well. Um, who could be doing it? So let's say you're trying to be a motivational speaker, talk to other motivational speakers, whether you can message them online, they just need to be doing more than what you're doing, uh, literally. Um, that 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 that's that's what you want, and you don't know necessarily. You don't go off like the following and clout and stuff. You just look at their page and say, okay, they could be different. You know what I'm saying? Like for example, you're a doctor. You're different. That means you're automatically doing something different than what I'm doing. So it's like you know information. I don't. I can easily be motivated by talking to you because now I know there's someone else who who believes in themselves doing what I'm doing. So I'm like, okay, if he believes in himself then I should too. A lot of times when you aren't as motivated, talking to other people who are motivated doing what you're trying to do will help you be motivated. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and this is the last thing that I would say. Like I said, it is a process. Right now, I am living my dream, yes, but I am nowhere near where I want to be. I, like, Let me tell you guys how far I am. I am so far from where I want to be. Um, um, and I like kind of like go over my words based off like me saying that, but I'm so far where my end goal is um, that it's almost like I'm starting from the beginning. But I know that the fact that I have the opportunity to live my dreams helps me keep going. When I'm 50, I could still, do, I can literally right now get arrested, go to jail for 30 years and still do this. So I know there's nothing that can stop me. I could right now, dang, lose my job, whatever happened, got to move in my parents. How can I still not do this? There's no, you have to make your dreams something that so big that, that it takes time. And you know that if something negative were to happen, you still can live that dream. A lot of us have dreams so specific that if it doesn't go our way, then we won't take it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know when I was going to have an app. I didn't know that I was going to move to Las Vegas and then Arizona. I didn't know that I was going to do any of these things. But like I said, what I know and what I saw in seventh, eighth grade was me on TV somehow. I went through all, everything, trials, injuries, boom, 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 I'm on TV. Eight years later. This, literally 21 getting out of college, I saw something, virtual app some way. Went through trials, tribulations, moving, making money, losing money, boom, have an app. So it's like, I have it tatted on me. Walk by faith. Faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. I, right now, 
see, okay, hundreds, thousands of people being coached by BB, watching me, learning from me, being involved with my company. I see me having a skyscraper or some type of way for people to connect with me all the time. I see it. I don't necessarily know what it is. It could be the app better or it could be something that I see in the future, but I see it. That's my dream. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't care, but I know that when it happens, I will see it. You need to have that type of thing. You need to have that understanding, you know what I'm saying? Um, and not say, dang, I'm going to have an app this day. Say, I see this is what I'm, I'm thinking of. Don't make it so specific. I say, like, I say, I say, this is what I'm thinking of. Okay. Now I know it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it is. You know what I'm saying? And just and just train for that moment to happen and then also wait for that moment to happen. There you go. Well, I think if you don't, you know, if you have a pulse, you should leave this episode feeling different, feeling inspired, feeling motivated, and saying that whatever I'm doing, I need to do it to a higher level. Um, and that's the energy and that's what you bring out of people. And that's a gift. So continue to use a gift, continue to, you know, motivate other people and you will be blessed, man. Now I said, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, how they can follow your brand, how they can join the app, how they can buy merch. Yes. Sheesh. You see the Dino show right here at T-H-E-D-I-I-N-O-S-H-O-W on Instagram, or you can text your name or literally text anything to 973 973- Three five five seven nine three seven. Um, I prefer that than you guys just going straight and downloading the app because you want to get into my motivational tech service first, or you just want to see my Instagram. The links to everything will be presented if you text me or you get onto my Instagram. Literally, my goal is to help people live their dreams, um, and that's what we're doing right now over at the I Am Dino headquarters. Sheesh. All right, brother. Hey, man. I'm glad we crossed paths, and hey, I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you. Thank you for all the support that you're giving this podcast. If this podcast is adding you value, uh, please leave a five-star rating and review, and give me feedback. You can go to my website at drderekthesportsdoctor.com. I'm on the website. You're able to give me verbal feedback or testimonials about how this show is impacting you um, via voicemail. Or you could also uh, send a message. And if you're interested or know someone who might be interested in being a guest on this show, they can also figure, fill out a form that says register as guest on the website and we will contact you uh, to discuss it further. So thank you uh, for everyone who continues to support this podcast. Uh, we are growing only because of your support. And as long as you will continue to support us, we will continue to give you episodes that hopefully will enhance your life. So have a good week and be blessed.